0: Hello everybody, come on in, today we are talking about the historic, historic, um, Artie's here, let's see, we can get, we're going to be talking about the historic decision to convict Derek Show, there he is. Hi, Liam. Hi. Hi Is Oliver? Hey, Artie. Is let me put him in the room. There he is. Okay, everybody's here. Welcome to the. uh, We're waiting on Jonah. This happens to him every time. So I I was just giving a a. sort of synopsis of what we were talking about. But, you know, I am so elated for this decision and it may not look like I'm excited, but I'm excited on the inside today, okay? Um, But um, Liam, do you think this changes or it shifts the, um, the conversation a little bit? Because, Historically, juries normally believe police. Do you think this sort of changes that conversation?
1: I think it does. I think it's, I, it's not perfect justice because perfect justice obviously would be that this never ever happened. Um, but I do feel like it's a step in the right direction. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to, how, how many more times this will happen. I hope it becomes a regular occurrence of cases that, that do happen. Ideally, nothing, a case like this should never happen again. Um, I really hope so. Um, But I definitely know from my stance as a white man, um, I have learned so much since this case has started and a lot about implicit implicit biases. Because in Maine, we are like 98, 96% white. Um, So you don't really get that much of a um, cultural diversity in, in learning. And I feel like definitely from this trial, I have learned so much of where I am and how much how much farther we all can improve, especially the white community can definitely improve, and how we all deserve fair treatment and how we should be able to try at least try to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Artie, do you think that this changes the conversation for the African American community? Be- well, and really people of color because it now says that cops don't have. Free range of their uh you know their duties and and they cannot um, they cannot abuse their power. I think we use that word a lot with President Trump. Do you think that that sort of uh, decision from this jury uh, was important
2: um well well, I definitely think it was important. I think that this is a decision that um you know, we shouldn't have to, I, I, was, I was hoping it would be a decision that we could all assume that, of course, it's going to turn out this way, because it really should. Um, and, you know, it just makes me think of all of those people that, you know, did whose case maybe wasn't as publicized, wasn't as fought over, which way we probably know that went. Um, and I think this is definitely a conversation for everyone. However, I think, the African community, African-American community should definitely be the people taking the lead on it. You know, I think we, we're we all kind of, I guess, in a way, a guest at this table, and I want to learn as much as I can. So I think um, having, like, prioritizing African-American organizers and activists in the face of this movement is very, very important.
0: hmm Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think... Um... That this is is such a historic case. To we're trying to get Jonah in here. It is so difficult. Yeah, to
2: do. Jonah, if you want to click on the actual logo and then request to join from there, it might be a bit easier for you.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, Kamala Harris today said. That the verdict is just a piece of it, um, and that it will not heal the pain that existed for generations, that has existed for generations among people who have experienced and firsthand witnessed what now a a broader public is seeing because of smartphones and ambiguity uh, of of our ability to videotape in real time what is happening in front of our faces. Does that statement from the vice president set the tone for uh, sort of police reform? Because if I remember correctly, Kamala Harris dealt immensely with the problem of understanding the term defund the police. It was something that she had difficulty understanding in her campaign, and then when she uh, became a uh, President Biden's running mate, it was something that she also struggled to answer, not only as a uh, vice presidential candidate, but as a senator. Do you think that this tone now changes the conversation? I'll start with uh, Artie on this one.
2: Um, I think, you know, as much, I agree with her tweet, but I think it's something that young people have been saying from the beginning of um, when this all started. And we've said that this is the way to go. So it's nice to see that people are starting to see where we're coming from, you know, defund the police reform, police, whichever angle you wanna approach the labeling with. I think the most important thing is that we do have more and more and more police reform. The fact that he was the first police officer in his state to get convicted is just baffling and i think it would be just plain ignorant for us to say that there isn't a serious problem in police systems all across america this isn't just in southern states the mm. boston police in massachusetts is insanely overfunded and you know i i hope it does set the tone for uh, police reform moving forward because i think it's something that we all need in our local communities to do and it and honestly as much as people want to say like you know these protests how much are they really doing they're doing quite a bit in i know in our community alone these protests and these appeals to state legislators have been able to reallocate over 3.6 million dollars of funds that would have originally gone to our police department
0: yeah and 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 so so the police officer that unfortunately killed dante wright is being represented by the same lawyer that defended george floyd liam do you think the verdict there will be somewhat similar because if we looked at the defense team this time it, it's
1: uh Do you mean the lawyer that um is yeah. representing derek chauvin yeah. Oh, yes.
0: oh my goodness. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> it's I'm, not, fine. I'm so sorry. I, I really met Derek Chauvin. I really, I did. I met Derek Chauvin.
1: That's it's what fine. There's too many names to try to remember. Do
0: you think that the verdict will be similar um, to, to that now um, because he's already had a play at this game?
1: I don't think so. It depends um it depends on if he's learned from his from this obviously he has but at the same time i think he's trying to defend the indefensible that that's what was proven here is is that he said that it was authorized use it's not it's murder it's been proven over three times by the jury that is murder and manslaughter um, so he's facing an incredibly up, uphill battle. And I wouldn't doubt if he's doing it solely for show and to get his name out there. He want, he's probably going to, I think it's purely a monetary business, um, decision on behalf of Chauvin's lawyer to now represent Dante, the um, police officer who killed Dante, right? I think either he truly believes it or he just wants the money or it's both.
0: Yeah. Artie, your, your reaction to, to, to that?
2: Um, you know, like, uh, like I, I'm, I kind of agree with what was just said. Like if I, I would probably say the same thing. And I think that just the fact that he is willing to continue to do that, I think it just, it doesn't, it shows that like, I honestly don't know if he genuinely believes it or not. Um, but even if he doesn't believe in it, he doesn't care if he believes in it, which in it of mm-hmm. itself is horrible. Um, but just like as a side note, I think what disheartened me most about both, tri- both trials were this conversation of is, are the black victims involved guilty? Are the black victims involved intoxicated? Question mark, question mark, question mark. It bothered me so much because that wasn't the issue at hand. Even guilty people don't deserve to be treated that way by the police. And I think once we seriously realize that the police cannot act as a judge or a jury, I think that's so important. I definitely think that we've put too much power and too too many jobs in our police today, like to give them too many tasks to do. Um, but sorry, to get back to your original question, um, I definitely think that he's got a greater plan. I, not, I would not be surprised if, you know, come some election season, he's involved again. But I'm not saying if he would run, but in some way.
1: Oh, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah. I just, like, look at the completely out of left field, or I should say right field, um, this attack against Maxine Waters for stating what i believe is the complete truth and honesty that like if the juries did not find chauvin guilty in any counts that there probably would have been a lot of writing that's literally what she was saying and they tried to both kevin mccarthy the republicans and chauvin's lawyer all try to defend it or twist it in their way of saying well i should get a mistrial or she needs to be expelled or some or censured and I, I it wouldn't at all surprise me if some right wing people, most likely the Marjorie Taylor Greens and those guys, they somehow work with him or he's working with them or there's some weird thing going on because I mean, having dealt with Trump for the last four years, nothing surprises me in politics anymore.
0: Yeah. And you see I'm wearing my Department of Justice hat today <laughs> because I you know, I feel that justice has been served. I think um that not only has justice been served for the, the the family of George Floyd, but it has been served for those families that are anticipating trials. It now sets the tone that mm-hmm. times have changed. Ways of, of, of working prior have changed. I think that this historic uh, case in a way has given I I'm now able to breathe. And I know the the sort the the, the 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 I can't breathe sort of thing, but I, I'm I'm saying that in a way of relief because he's let's just be honest. I agree with Maxine Waters in part because if they did not convict him he Probably. Um, Do do you believe that the. That's a good question, Jonah.
2: Jonah, how are you not on the live yet?
0: (laughs) I'm confused. You've got to update your app. Okay, I think it's your app. Go and
2: update that app.
0: Go and update the app again. My point is uh, do I think that it brought justice? uh, Do I think that it brought the country closer together? I think it brought the African American community closer together. And the reason why I don't think it brought the entire country together is because you still have people trying to justify what just occurred. Um, So I think for me and in my view, this brought the African American community closer together we are now able to band together and say, you know what, we got justice for a life that is no longer here. How do we continue that mission? Um, I, I don't think that white America truly understands in its entirety the, the dire situation that we are in. Um, I, I don't think that uh, white America also understands the fact that this has been going on since the dawn of time. And so you can't really turn I mean, back time I,
2: I with... Think can, I'm sorry, finish your uh, thought.
0: No, but I was saying you can't turn back time with mm-hmm. one broad, with one conviction. You cannot turn back the hands of time of people who have been oppressed, depressed, and underserved in one conviction. So I don't think that this brought the American people closer together. I think it, it it gave the American people an inside look on what the last 400 years of being Black in this country was. I think that this gave the American people as a whole stock in what we're actually doing. Um, because, and, I'm, and I'll let Ari say what she's going to say, but I just want to get this whole thing out before i turn the table back over but i think that this gives the american people the because i agree with kabla if there was no video of this um if there was no video of this at all i think people would have he probably wouldn't have been convicted and so i think that the sort of I think that if you are trying to support, if you're trying to be an ally, you have to understand what you did wrong first. There is no way to be an ally in the African-American community or any community in general, if you don't understand the stock that you had in the problem. And I think one issue that Democrats and Republicans have, because I'm the only voice on this show that talks about both sides of the coin, but I think that the problem that Democrats and Republicans have is they're not, they cannot face the racist past that they've had. And I think, in that specific regard, um, I, I think that until they do that, that is the only point in when um, we'll be able to be closer as a nation. Artie, you were going to say something and I cut you off. And
2: no, no, it's, totally, it's all good. That was, that needed to be said. But I just think that, you know, I, it's prevalent how, and we don't, and our country and our systems don't honestly encourage us to, unfortunately don't encourage us to learn about this because quite honestly, the way that we learn about um, this in our textbooks is that racism existed. Martin Luther, Martin Luther King came in and then fixed. And that's not, obviously not what happened, but that's how most of our schools teach it. And I think that's, it's so problematic and that needs to change. But even going beyond that, we, what, what you touched upon saying that kind of solving systems and issues like this with one broad stroke, we see it all the time, right? I think America is a country that likes to play into things that involve symbolism, and things like that. And for example, like Black History Month, that seems to be like a great thing that we, that we tend to do when Black history is American history. And yes. it's something that we should treat justice, just like we treat all of the rest of our history. We should be learning about it. It can't just be secluded to a month. And so I, I guess I completely agree with you about trying to fix all of this with one broad stroke. I don't think this in any way i think it serves us accountability and maybe hopefully sets a precedent for future cases but i don't think it in any way um wrong writes all the wrongs that have happened and continue to happen in our country
0: absolutely now um i'm gonna i'm gonna address two questions in the chat do uh do we think that the verdict uh, today will serve as a stepping stone to healing. To the healing, uh, is, uh, am I reading that question right? So do I think
2: divides in America? Uh, do that I, is I think Mr. That, Kamani, William Kamani from Massachusetts?
0: Well, uh, Kamani from Massachusetts. Um, you know, I think that this verdict today um, served as a wake-up call. It served as a sort of um, siren to other officers um, and told them that you can't do this. Um, I, I don't think that this will be a stepping stone towards healing divides in this country because while the trial was commencing, there was another case of police brutality, so you can't really—and this is just my view—and I'll ask the rest of the panel. But you can't really work towards healing if everybody isn't willing to lay themselves on the table and 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 truly understand their um, their importance here. I think that when you ask anybody the question about um, you know, race in this country, or any any sort of taboo issue, we get so we get so uncomfortable, and in that uncomfortability, we can't heal unless everybody is willing to say that I, I've done something wrong. And so, I think that those are a couple of issues that we're continuing to have. And then I'll ask I'll ask Liam because you know, I think I'm preaching to the choir there, but do you think that this will serve as as a healing mechanism
1: for the I country? think it for, I'm not sure how other communities will view it. I know for our, for white community, I feel like it maybe, it depends. I definitely know if you're liberal and left leaning or um, a left-leaning independent or an independent who believes in justice and, and not alternative facts, mm-hmm. then they will take this as, okay, They hopefully, I know most, some will, I'm not sure all will, um, of that. I definitely know there's going to be a, quite a large chunk that will not, and they'll right. just further root themselves into white supremacy. Because one thing I've noticed is, is that it, I, it, cause it never really, it's obviously as a white guy, I've never ever experienced anything like this. I've always been brought up to believe that like you always respect law enforcement. You, oh, you just don't, you just stay in your little bubble, don't do anything. Um, and you always act like kind of like the good boy and you always say yes, sir. Like, you know, just like kind of always have to act like you just try. I'm not sure if this is true for everyone. It's just, I've always was raised. Don't mess with them, just respect them, let them be, and you they, you won't be bothered, they won't bother you. And we've never really been taught how, we've always been kind of taught stand up for what's right, but never taught how to stand up for what's right, and how no, to listen can, to others.
0: Can I, can I just interject one
1: quick thing? Yeah. Because this is a
0: very touchy subject for me. It is.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought you were going to say yeah, for everyone. It is,
0: it is for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I heard you say respect, honor, don't talk back. That We're taught that too. But see, the issue is it is rooted in a fear of the African-American community
1: mm-hmm.
0: that, that even when we do the same things you just said, the guy, um, the, the lieutenant, did exactly what he was trained to do. He pulled over, he got into the gas station in the light uh, area, he put his hands out of his window, which I don't know if if if, um, if you, Liam, were taught to do that,
1: but that was just an extra step. We confidence. were always taught to put um, your hands on top of the steering wheel and always say yes sir or yes Yes. ma'am
0: well see but see now the the thing is now we put our hands out of the window so they so they know there's nothing in our hands and so i think that this everything that you're taught we're taught too but it is a fear that has been ingrained in this society since the beginning of time it's that that has it that has caused a sort of Societal fear for white cops in America to literally be afraid, and I think that is the problem. Now, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I just no, 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 it's fine. See, this is helping me learn
1: because I've never. I find this type of conversation, even though it's uncomfortable, it's very informative. Absolutely, and it helps me, and and I hope it helps people listening to learn that we are all taught the same now I know we're all taught the same thing but there's these and from what I'm getting it's incredibly unfair you shouldn't have to do that no one if you, you it, they shouldn't target you base at all upon your skin it should be entirely upon your actions and your actions even if they're the exact same should not be judged because you may be something I think yeah. that's yeah go ahead Ari I'm sorry
2: it was just a side note but I, I was just gonna say that like You know, I babysit and even among the kids that have babysit this this topic comes up a lot. And I think just because Mm -hmm. I think this topic comes up a lot in a lot of conversations that the African-American kids that I babysit, I will tell you have from like age six, age five, have been taught and are live in fear of these things happening and are taught these different things. And I just think that's it's so horrible. And um versus I think you're right. I think you're taught the same things, but the motives lie be- mm-hmm. lie between respect and fear.
0: So. Absolutely. And I think all communities, I think today and, and, and I really want I want our Caucasian viewers to understand that I get that you're with us and I get that you support us, but you could never walk a mile in my shoes or Arty's shoes or any person's of color's shoes because it is so different than what. Now, see, here's the thing. Being black and being disabled are, are, are two very interesting things. If you want to know more about that, DMB, I'll tell you all about it. But point is, if being Black and disabled you experience being um, dealing with racism and you deal with ableism, so it's like race ableism, it's not a fun thing to deal with. And so I think in this particular instance, we have to understand that I get that you're with us, and I get that you understand us, but if you had to live in our shoes for just two days. Do you think you could manage it? Probably not. I think that there is sort of this, this stigmatism toward this conversation. Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading his comment. African-Americans shouldn't have to look at a police officer and be afraid. And Jonah, and to that I would add, police officers don't have to be afraid when they see black people when they see people of color. And so I think that it's sort mm-hmm. and, and I hate because he is also our, our lead, but I think that statement in and of itself represents exactly what I'm talking about. Because if, if we look at it, honestly, that statement should have said, police officers shouldn't be afraid of black people or African-Americans mm-hmm. because it, 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 the, the, we are afraid of police officers because they were afraid of us first like we didn't i I didn't grow up with a fear of um of police officers just when I was born, I was like, "Oh, I hate the police right no, it was because I, I think over time we saw it with trayvon Martin, and that was the really first case of of uh, of that uh, of that that I saw in my life and then I became more fearful of the police okay and then as that and we keep seeing all these different cases yes and so I think that that trickles into that go ahead already i I
2: think like I was gonna say that like it's so important not to like I've seen so many people being like there are so many good police officers out there and that's true and I'm yeah just, I that doesn't justify that there's an overwhelming problem in our police systems. And in like, when we talk about issues within our system, it's not saying that every single individual involved in the system is corrupt or wrong. I think we can all improve ourselves regardless of where you are, but um, just like there's been a pattern. And even in court, you know, you can't proof by evidence that this was based on race or anything like that, but we know that it most likely is because of these patterns. And I think I know, like, I didn't, I wasn't born being like, you know, I don't like the airport and I don't like this place. It was over time when I'm just like, you know, immigration became like a nervous thing. And I think, I agree with you. I I think that it's important to recognize that we get that you're with us. And, um, but I want to understand, I won't ever understand what it's like to, you know, have that African American experience, which I think it's so important to keep educating ourselves and keep learning.
1: And I definitely know that anything I like, I know that I am probably at an incredibly, I know I am in an incredibly um, privileged position. And from everything that's happened to me in my life, I am put on, I feel like I'm put on this strange pedestal and I don't know why. Like i've always kind of thought that, like, why do I get preferential treatment over others when yeah. there are many, many other people much more qualified than me, and that 's something that I've always kind of struggled of how to figure that out and how to deal with it and how to make it fair and it's really very hard because you try to tell people to do stuff and you think you 've done something and it ends up either not working or nothing and then nothing changes and it's so incredibly frustrating to have to hear all these stories and like want to help but it doesn't change it or if i do help it potentially makes it worse and yeah. it it's it's so frustrating to have to hear these stories and yeah <laughs> just um you know, now I'm thinking about it, just kind of what you're going back on earlier about how we all have to have these uncomfortable conversations. It, it reminds me of Brene Brown and her saying, of, we all have to rumble with vulnerability to be able to make progress. Absolutely. And it makes me think of if every single person in this country, hell, in this world, went into counseling, we probably would be able to at least Start a lot of the issues. yeah, that, that's a, a lot like, of the problems most I, I, likely would hopefully be solved quite quickly if people can like understand. Yeah, you have to understand yourself first, and then like, cause for this as an uh, for me coming out that experience, it's very like I'm. For me, I had to figure out myself. yeah, have, and then that allowed me to gain the confidence and understanding of who I am to be able to then get at least an ounce of understanding of others. And so I'm not saying, I'm just saying that's kind of what I had to go through and it it did help me at least be able to understand other people and I really wish others would be able to rumble with their own vulnerability and then Mm -hmm. maybe we can start to get some change going.
0: I think- I I I just wanna read, uh, before you do that Ari, I just wanna read what um, George Floyd's brother said a moment after the verdict was read. uh, He said, Reverend Al Sharpton always told me, we got to keep fighting. I'm going to put up a fight every day because I'm not just fighting for George anymore. Um, I'm fighting for everybody around this world. Uh, uh, Mr. Floyd said that he had received a worldwide support and um, for the cause, and with one unified message, he also included saying, "quote There are there are saying the, they're saying the same thing. We won't be able to breathe until you're able to breathe." He said, "Today we're able to breathe again." Uh, he also said, "We are uh, we are here and we're not going anywhere." He continued, before thanking protesters and the attorneys. Um, uh, justice for George Floyd means freedom for all. That kind of statement um, from 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 the family um, means a lot to me because um, it it takes a lot to be in the front lines of this, going on Fox News, MSNBC. CNN, OAN, every other end there is. It takes a lot to talk about a traumatic experience. And I think this family, even his daughter, who said, my dad was a hero. You know, we, we talk about, you know, heroes being first responders, being military servicemen and women. But we don't understand that heroes are not just ones that salute to the flag. It is is those lives that were lost in this issue. It is those lives, because now it sets a precedent for for other um, things that we may see. Um, Brianna Taylor's mother, Tamika Palmer, said, "Thank God." Palmer also tweeted saying, "Today, justice has been served. We are not done fighting for justice for all the victims and for families who haven't received theirs, and she's a, she's a part of that. So, and, and we are awaiting uh, the president's responses." To, to today I think that I think this, he's
1: speaking right now I just got like five notifications I, I, something's I, happening I had
0: one and okay so we're gonna, we're gonna wait for the president to um, make yeah. his his um, statements and, and, and we'll bring that uh, to you also but I think that this is, this is a consequential moment in society right now um, I'm just gonna read a couple of comments because they're over your faces and I can't see either of you. Langston like Hughes said in his poem, "Let America be, let America be America again. Oh, let America be America again, the land that has never been yet, the land that where every man is free." Um, well, thank you for that, Philanthropy. Jonah. we appreciate that. I wonder. Um, I wonder how do we make people reflect? I find that it is the most difficult to make someone look in the mirror and think about their own thoughts and actions. So I pose a question to the panel that's here. Do we think that this, do we think that this will make people think?
2: I mean, I definitely think so. That um, I I think I would be very concerned if, we are if people aren't taking the time right now to sit down and think about not only our society but ourselves and how we came to this point because it it wasn't just one or two things that led up to here um i think like even like apart from like the tweet the protests and everything the best thing that we can obviously do in all of this is be a better version of ourselves and educate ourselves and make ourselves better surrounding these issues because if majority of our people did that and if our society as a whole did that then that would probably be the best thing we could do going forward but um so I I really do hope that this is something that we take the time to do moving forward something that we that our schools should I believe should encourage and something that everyone should be doing I how is that done I think that's probably going to be different for everybody for some people that might be educating themselves more for some people that might be having conversations with their black friends. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's what I think.
0: Liam, do you think that this will make people wake up and smell the coffee that has probably been brewed too much and that is too bitter for them
1: Well, you to- can never have, st- in my as an engineering student, college student, you can never have too much coffee. Um, but definitely i feel like this type of horrific event has definitely caused a lot of people to wake up and understand what's happening i definitely know that i have and i know a lot of people uh, a lot of my friends a lot of my especially a lot of my white friends have kind of it, it somehow was a switch that flipped in them that allowed them to realize oh Oh, something might actually be really wrong with me, and it made them really kind of start to under like think about how they can be better. Yeah. I definitely know my university thank thankfully has been very active in understanding and trying to allow offer students the opportunity to learn and understand. Um, just about an hour ago, we got an, all we all got an email from our university president about this decision, um, and they were very thankful that it happened and they also said that we all need to be aware and do better um so it's nice to know that i feel like people are trying i definitely also think people will this is already started Uh, especially i was watching msnbc when the guilty pleas were announced and i i'm not sure if this before or after But um one a white man i think he was in his 40s or 50s he was interviewed and he said he was there because he he realized uh, that he needed to listen and he needed to learn and i don't Mm -hmm. think i've ever heard that ever on a newscast before maybe once um so i feel like this has been one of those events that triggered it and i mean we even had protests in portland um our biggest city in our state um and they, the reaction that the police had, what I've never, ever, ever seen in Maine. They had riot gear on, given we are Maine, we're like the old, one of the oldest states in the nation. Portland's probably one of the most diverse states, in, I mean, cities in New England. Um, but I've never seen the police just act the way that way. And I think it woke a lot of people up in Maine. And I just, I know from my experience I it has woken me up, so I really, really, really hope that a lot more people take this opportunity to realize that in order for us to get better and in, in order for us to be able to understand where we were where we went wrong and in order to improve that we have to look at um look internally into ourselves before we can help fix the issue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Sorry for that really long-winded response.
0: No, <laughs> no, really you no, know, no, no, no. You, 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 you said um, basically what I think everyone's sentiment is. But uh, uh, just now, Vice President Harris said, "Here's the truth about racial injustice. It is not just a Black America problem or a people of color problem. It's a problem that every American. It is keeping us for, from fulfilling." The promise of liberty and justice for all, and I just want to include life wow. because that was a premise of that. Day. Kamala Harris, I, I tip my hat to you because you you know she's been very vocal about this issue. Uh, but I, I want while we're waiting for the president's um, remarks, I think that uh, Colorado Governor Jared Polis watched our live. Oh, last week. Really? because Really? Uh, signed two new bills, tightening gun law, uh, gun uh, uh, regulations on Monday, nearly a month after the mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado, which left a police officer and nine others dead. Both measures were introduced before the mass shooting occurred on March 22nd. And at a grocery store, but uh, the tragedy added public pressure and urgency to act. Um, Democrats who control both the House and the Senate passed both bills without Republican support. So, do you How think? How shocking! That, do you think that Governor Polis watched our live last week about this whole gun legislation issue? Because that, that, that it just it became too quick. Uh, so, do you think that? And I, I see what you just told me, Jonah. Thanks. Jonah's our producer behind the scenes. That's why I keep nodding at him. He still um,
2: couldn't get in the live. He still he still couldn't get in.
1: He just needs to close out of the app entirely and rejoin, and that should help. That or turn off your phone yeah. and turn it back on.
2: I,
0: that's what I did last time. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Instagram, fix this issue, okay? Fix it so we just, <laughs> so this can be better. Okay. No, but do you think, and I see that, Jonah, but do you think um, this is, is it a new dog, a new day for gun legislation and gun reform?
2: Oh, Jonas we copy that. Um, you know, I, it's weird for me to say that it, de- it I guess, okay, Ooh. it depends on the legislators that we have and unfortunately that is the case because I honestly don't think that this should have remotely been an issue at least the some of the measures that we're talking about like background checks should have been an issue with a lot of these legislators but I think that's what it comes down to I really hope that it is um you know with the NRA being bankrupt and all that it seems like a good time but um I generally hope that it is a new thing because every time we see something like this happens, it's thoughts and prayers and thoughts and prayers. And honestly, after a certain point, it just it, it, it there, it, it loses its meaning in a way. And I think this is the only way we can act in the situations. It's It's also surprising for me to see other countries react to shootings that happen in their countries and their places and just see how quickly act action is taken like in australia they have barely had any mass shootings and after the second one they introduced like seven bills the same day to pass gun legislation most of which were passed and i think that's something we can't even fathom in america but i think yeah no i I don't know it's never gonna happen but like i think that when we stop being so defensive with our arguments and so defensive of our characters and ourselves i think that's when we can actually start acting because when we see conversations about things like this it's 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 coming sometimes from a place of like no let me like defend my actions even if i know that they're wrong and i think once we stop doing that we can get some real change i'm very happy to hear that there's gun reform yeah.
0: Um I'm being told by a produ- my one of our producers that Biden just uh created a clickbait quote. Biden said um that systemic systemic racism is a stain on a nation's soul. Now I was going to make a joke with that, but I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm not even gonna, I'm not going to make my joke. I'm just going to say thank you to the president move on. But I think it's been uh it's been a stain on this country's soul that we have yet to uncover because see here's the thing let's say a car alarm is going off right, and that alarm is going off and it just keeps going off. And then you become desensitized to the alarm going off. But it's still going off. And then when you get into another person's car and then get back into your car, it's like, what the heck was that I so it has been a stain on this country's soul I since the car was being built.
2: I would go as far as to say it was founded in a lot yes. of ways. Oh it's
1: so it so was. It so was our entire world that we know is based on white supremacy it literally is look at it
2: police was founded on targeting black people that was the original intention when you've got a system founded with that exact purpose yes there are going to be problems after that if you don't reform it and yeah and it's so annoying
1: oh go ahead sorry i
2: was just reading like Jonah's comments, many, many comments. He said that Biden said a brave young woman with a smartphone camera. I'm sorry, Jonah, I don't understand what you're saying. But um, Floyd's murder is still another alarm to our country that racism is still there. Yeah, I think it's it's really something we can't ignore. But it's it's something we have to do more than- We must
0: address, um, we gotta address this issue. And, and I, today is a good day to be an American, because when you, this, I say, I've said this eight times today, this sends a wake-up call to every police officer that thinks they can get away with this again. You cannot. President Biden also saying today, such a verdict is much too rare. For many people, it seems like it took a unique and extraordinary convergence of factors. And uh, although I probably didn't read it like President Biden said it with sympathy, but I think that that comment is all too true. I need someone in Congress to introduce legislation to fix this problem. I'm tired of, like Artie said, your thoughts and your prayers, okay? Well, listen, faith without works is dead. We learn that in the Bible, okay? I don't know, you know, your 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 religious beliefs, but let me just tell you, if you got all these thoughts and prayers, and thoughts and prayers. Thank you for those. We appreciate those. We hear those. We acknowledge those. But it's time to act. It's time to act. Stop hiding behind that. Stop hiding behind that. Uh, I've got a constituency, I've got this, I've got that. Listen, if you want to effect real change, we didn't vote you in there so that you could make nice with Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor great That was not the point of you coming into Congress. The point of you coming into Congress was to represent the the, 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 the things that you were elected on. And see, a lot of the people go in with their whole big idea of, gun reform, prison reform, this reform, that reform, every other kind of, kind of reform in the world. And then when you don't do that, and then you get into office, and then it's like, oh, I completely forgot about that, but I'm going to go eat frog legs with the Donald. Okay? That is a problem. Like, that's a huge issue. And I'm talking to you, Mitt Romney. I'm talking to Mitt Romney. Right now, because we all know that you were vying mm-hmm. for that Secretary of State position and you mm-hmm. went to go eat those fried legs. But then you were talking mm-hmm. about how bad of a job he was doing and how much the police needed to be reformed. Okay? So Preach stop it. <laughs> giving yes. mixed messages to the American people because it's driving me nuts. Okay? It's driving me insane now i'm supposed to be asking a question right now but i feel like that just needed to be said
2: yes TJ. stop
0: doing that it stop eating me frog
2: like physically that be- insane
0: stop it Everybody it's so true jump. it's so
1: true because we have all these politicians that go in and they some have good intentions most do it solely for the money and clout and they need to get off their asses and realize that we can unhire you as quickly as we voted you and hired you in. And they don't seem to get that. And I I feel like maybe finally something's happening. It's something I'm realizing this Some this session with the Democrats in charge, I think they're realizing, oh, we might actually have to do something now. Um, <laughs> I feel like I definitely feel like our general yes i feel like our generation is probably one of the most um active generations when it comes to young people wanting to be involved since i'm since the boomers really i don't think anyone else truly really has been having to have to deal with so much shit um and consecutively i mean what is our generation faced we were born into nine eleven and terrorism yep. we dealt with we were born into a war we were born into a recession we were born we had to deal with not we were since we have been born we n- we've never known a day without a school shooting um we have dealt had to deal with a pandemic hi i'm 22 years old and i have graduating into a pandemic economy um others have had to graduate into a recession economy and it's just like what else it's like it's it's so unreal the amount of shit that we've had to go through and then they say, oh, sorry, you're too young. You're too ignorant. You're not at all smart enough. You don't have the experience. Well, if you had the experience, why didn't you get anything done the past, what, 20, 30, 40 years?
2: Right. I mean, it's, in what other yeah. country that has the amount of money and power that we have, do we see politicians who don't legislate? Not even remotely legislate. There's politicians that go through their their whole term without having even seen a bill. I don't even know all of our members of Congress know how to write a bill. So like that's where I'm it's right I it's
1: true It's so true. It's like me. why can't we have um just into Addern? Like come on. They had one one mass shooting. One. And they banned assault weapons like what, within a month or two?
2: Literally like, a month and a half. It was They like, had
1: no COVID cases they had like maybe six and now they're able to party and do all that. Like they were able to do that in January. And it's just like competent leadership with people who understand what the hell is going on is exactly what we need right now. And I hope to dear God, this entire um, horrific event and this trial and this, um the guilty decisions that have been made finally click it into people's minds. Yeah. activism, and engaging in our society in an active and vocal role has it changes. It changes something. It ha- you get a voice when you when you say something, it finally is heard.
2: I think
0: absolutely. I you know I just just just, just quickly because I, I I feel I feel a soapbox and I, and I feel it underneath my feet. And I just want to stand on it for one quick second. One
1: second. Sorry, the I to. The judge today.
0: <laughs> so we all know Maxine Waters. We all love her. She is the aunt in my hand, okay? Along with Josephine Quito, Who is Josephine Quito Joy Behar. But my point is um, she made some comments yesterday, which are all truthful. But the judge in this case said. I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something to appeal on that may result in this whole trial being overturned. That was yesterday. Today, fast forward, we see the jury convict um, Derek Chauvin. First of all, we knew that this mix, this mistrial nonsense, wasn't even gonna fly, right? Okay, she's Maxine Waters. It, it, you don't mess with Mama Maxine. That's number one. <laughs> she,
2: Mama Maxine. Wow. Okay. You, don't
1: you didn't mess? know that?
2: No, Mama I, I, Max.
1: I love that. That's one of my favorite things. Whenever I see, her, I'm like, so that's it. like
2: been a thing, and I'm just like,
1: yes, like, you, you have. It's it. been a thing this whole time.
0: Mm-hmm. Ever since her, her thing with Mnuchin, it's been a thing.
2: Mm. But As it shows.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, totally. Yeah.
0: You don't mess with Mama Maxine. And when Marjorie Taylor Greene was trying to get her expelled from Congress, Mama Maxine had a few choice words to say, I wish we could show the clip, but I don't even know how that works out here. We're not even going to try that. My point is, Black people in this country, black legislatures are stepping up to the plate. Now, Maxine has, Waters has been doing this for a very, very long time. But she is training the next generation of black legislators: Cori Bush, Ayanna Presley, all of those folks that those are the only two that are sticking out my head right about now. But if you know some other ones, drop them in the chat and I'll mention those. But She is raising those legislatures up to do the work and to continue that work. And first of all, she's 81, 82, so around that area. She is the most virile person of her age category in politics. Like, I could sit and watch her for
1: hours. Nancy
0: Pelosi, not so much. Do I respect Nancy Pelosi? A lot, but Nancy, you know,
1: she's not the best of or speakers and orators.
0: Yeah. Yes, she's not. She's not that good. But N- Maxine Waters has an ability to give notes and criticism, and still be able to be right. You know, I think a lot of Republicans get up in arms when Democrats speak up, speak out, give our voices. But when it is our turn, when it is their turn, we are supposed to sit out, and be quiet, and eat the cake at a Mac. There there, mm-hmm. there is not compromise. a we're oh yeah to totally. compromise. This is not the this is not that era. We as Democrats, as Democratic voices, and I know I, I I Artie, you're a progressive, right? I think, yeah, Artie's a progressive. Liam is a progressive. I'm so. You have so... no.
1: I am um, ma, um. How do I best describe it? Left. I'm a middle left. Like
2: middle. Yeah. Okay. I well, know I'm know a progressive, but I
1: progressives don't consider Here. me progressive enough.
2: Let me just say one thing. Lizzie Warren. Say if I had to encapsulate <laughs> Lizzie. Oh Warren.
1: my God. She's like she's my dream. <laughs> my I got to I got to meet her in Lewis. Well, I was I got to be like close to her during COVID. Um, at. An event in Lewiston, Maine. Um, And what she was saying is very basically very similar to everything that we've talked about. Um, And it was just so she it's just nice to have smart ass women who know what they're who like who teach everyone bring them to school (laughs) teach them. And she gives you this hope that something can happen maxine Waters says mama maxine does the exact same thing yes. and maxine, it's people really. like that it's just it's, so nice to know that
2: it's it, politicians, it's nice to someone that it's politicians Go ahead, sorry. that do the work it is politicians that sit down look at the issue and do the work and i can tell you from like having worked at warren's campaign offices if there's any discussion about anything the amount of diversity that she that each office makes sure is at the table. And even if we are making a plan that concerns African-American racial disparity, it is being led by African-American people because Mm -hmm. every person in that room recognizes that I am not the person to decide on these things. I need to see what I can do to help. And I think that's so important because often we look at ways to help in a I think we look at activism in a lot of ways. How do white people perceive issues about racial disparity? Yep. How do white people think that we can fix this when it's been going on in the African-American community for literally ever? So I, think- I would say
1: that that's what a statesman does. A politician is, uh, I think there's three categories that is now in modern day America. You have the political hacks, which are the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the right. other idiots there. Politicians who try, try, but fail to be able to be statesmen. And statesmen are people like Maxine Waters and Elizabeth Warren. And those people that understand when to step back and let other people help ma- make the decision. Because you have to be able to acknowledge that you don't know anything or you don't know everything and acknowledge that you are not always the one that should have the answer you're the one that should facilitate helping to get to the answer i think that's something that people don't realize or forget nowadays
0: yeah absolutely um you know Jonah told me jonah told me to keep this thing at an hour and i always say when you get a bunch of democrats together we talk about pretty much everything
1: Um, the Can I mention just... one thing before yeah, we head please. out? Um, there has been a story, and I'm not sure if you guys have read this, but I definitely highly recommend it. I was trying to figure out how to tie it in earlier, but I didn't. I my yeah brain no. Forgot this is it.
0: your segment of the show. Go ahead. <laughs> <You're real laughs> um, there is watch.
1: An, there is an issue going right now. The and I don't think I've ever heard of any anything happen like this. But our two largest newspapers in our state, the Portland Press Herald and Bangor Daily News, jointly did an investigation together um to look into our state police and apparently the main state police have been either um redacting documents on officer involved any officer um like decisions made conse- the consequence reprimands or anything like that with officers omitting information or being incredibly vague with what they're saying like referring to an officer incident as they've been reprimanded for the 2019 incident And then there's no accompanying information at all. Officers um, who have any any issues, for instance, there was an officer who helped his ex girlfriend, um, a aid and abet law enforcement from when she hit when she had a car crash and hurt someone. Um, There are multiple domestic violence incidents, multiple violence issues that they have omitted or the or the reprimands against officers have varied from I kid you not two days probation to 60 days probation for stealing a car and driving to Vermont and then smoking pot or drinking or something like that
2: and we know they um, get retired, like oh
1: yes they have um and that's the have. other thing and it's it's outrageous what's ha- and like it makes no sense every other like they give a like two sentence explanation of what's going on and no backup and then the officers can actually have their entire record either burned, uh, completely omitted, or they can just have it entirely redacted. Um, yeah. And like all the other police officer uh, organizations that our state, give pages upon pages upon pages of what's happened in an internal investigation. But there was a quote that said if, um, by the chief of Maine police, if internal investigations can't find anything, they close the case. Yeah. Or, or like if they, if, they, if they reach a dead end, they just close the case. They don't actually like investigate um oh god there's so many so many horrible things but i, I would really highly check like that out
2: there's yeah no,
0: already i hate to do this but yeah. we're on a time uh-huh. schedule so i just want to do this one other thing real
1: quick Artie, do you wanted to say like 30 seconds of what you're going to say on top of that and then we can go on to what tj wants to end with yeah yeah go ahead
2: sure. i was just gonna say that like you know i think that's just the biggest thing when you put so much power and so much money into one singular system in your country it's going to result in these flaws because we haven't done we've done so much to protect officers in fit to be like oh what if this happens we've done nothing to actually protect our communities which is the whole reason or at least we believe the intention of having the police for- force there
1: mm-hmm.
2: and yeah. i yeah that's all i wanted to say
0: no, no, no. Great. We we thank you both for that because I think this is an important conversation that we're going to keep talking about on this panel. I don't know about any other show, but on this show we're talking about real issues, real topics, real things that are affecting people. Um, so I, I just want to say thank you to our two favorite co-hosts, a.k.a. Uh, Liam and Artie, they are the most incredible uh, political minds of a generation. Uh, she she actually got a stipend for working with one of her campaigns, and I moderate this show and I don't get paid. So, you know, I need her to negotiate my contract for the Yo, next season of this show. They should be
2: paying us
0: so much. So much.
1: So, that's, oh that's why I'm in engineering because it's guaranteed money. That's why I did not specifically go into the political field.
0: Well, you, you know what? You need to text Jordy, okay? Because we've been doing this show. We've done five episodes of this show, okay? And so we need him to either have come on. I no idea. The I'm show... trying to get
1: merchandise for all of us, and they've Listen, been. I mean, I'm going to give them wicked don't shit. Don't worry. Frog
2: Legs with Donald. That should be like all of our merch. <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't eat frog legs with donald <laughs> i would die we need to make For that sure. bumper
1: stickers, or yeah,
0: stickers. I, I think, you know we need to have the whole branding team meeting
1: because we'll
0: listen, yes. you know we we this this show was jonas
1: brainchild and so um is he still on i don't know if he's still no, on i, I don't know him.
0: he's here he gave me the platform which i'm so excited that he did because I get to talk about what I want for you know an hour uh, a, a week. So thanks for that. Um, but I think this is such an important conversation that we're going to keep having. Um, yes. Listen, I just want to say thanks to uh, not only to our co-hosts, but to all of our followers and friends. I hope that Thank people you so much. watch this show. You know, we get views upwards in the hundreds Jonah keeps telling me to promote the stuff all the time. So it's all over my story every week. So thanks for that. We met our goal of 200 followers last week and we're into the (laughs) 230s. Um, But, you know, keep following, keep subscribing, keep viewing, keep watching. Artie's going to moderate one of these shows coming up real soon. Liam's going to come in and moderate a show you know it's it's just it's it's a really fun thing that we get to do every I'm gonna stop doing these outros like after the next two weeks so then people get to know what I'm saying, but I think we've done this now five times and 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 every time it's a different conversation, it's more people watching it's more people listening, it's more people taking mental note. Uh, we have more guests. On. Liam was supposed to be a guest. And th- th- I don't think people really understand that we called him in to host a segment, okay? And then people just fell in love with him so much and so we had to bring him. You literally him. messaged
1: me at 10:30. I just I happened did. to come across your Twitter on uh, with my, my with my main Twitter account. I fretted you. You messaged me. I didn't see it until like maybe an hour or two before. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Last like yeah, Saturday, I, and then and then I was like, "Oh, I, that'd be cool. I would love to do that."
0: Yeah, and so it's just, and then already, first, I don't think already really knew that she was gonna be doing all of this stuff.
2: Yeah, so, no, 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 okay. Here's the thing: I legit, I got this DM, so it was like, "Oh, they want to follow you." I'm like, "Okay, looks cool." Uh-huh. Followed them back, and then it was like a message being like do you want to be a co-host on this show? I'm like, what show? What organization? I'm like, let's get on a Zoom call and let's talk about this. So I had uh, this whole like hour long Zoom call with Jonah and we we already knew each other kind of. And yeah. Um, then I was like, you know what? Sure. And I've, I'm just like, I'm in it now and I'm loving it. So
0: yeah, I think, you know, this, this group, I really feel like this is an interview now, but people are asking us questions. But I think that this group, this panel—if you remember the first show we did, it had two people on it. It Jonah's back because she's sending. See if you can join now, Jonah.
1: I have to leaving. actually
0: get going. But... And, and Liam's leaving, but I—you know—I just—I just, just want to say, um, you know, this group of people that we've kind of assembled here. Um, it's kind of like our Marvel Dream Team, because you know everybody brings a sort of different kind of persona and, and and just different kind of thought and thought process. See, I'm a moderate. I'm like Joe. Okay. And yesterday I threw, or the other day I threw out Andrew Yang's name, and like the whole comment section went up in flames. But my <laughs> point is, <laughs> I, I just literally think it,
2: no my my friend Sarah that went on snapchat after and asked me like "Arty, your face when he said andrew yang like i d- started laughing i think i took a screenshot and she sent it to me of like my face when you said andrew yang yeah, like uh, you
0: know i we've got to have a meaning about what is so wrong with him i don't know you know but, what
2: that's let's not now <laughs> <laughs> but i, I think
1: um but i think but the- I definitely want to do is I want to try to get Midas touch. I was trying to get the Midas touch Twitter, uh, Instagram to be able to do it, but Jordy and Brett didn't get back to me in time. Um, We'll make it work next time. I'm going to bug, don't worry. I'm going to, I will bug them to death because I'm very good at that. Um, But we're also going to be having a Midas University Instagram live. You kind of spurred me on wanting to do this. Um, So if you want, please feel free to join us on when we have our, when we have kind of our Midas University inaugural thing. Um, yes, don't worry, I will continuously stop. No, I never stop spamming them. Um, they will get sick of me eventually, and they'll finally like Brett finally responded, Jordy didn't. Um, don't worry, I'll just send I'll have it send an automatic message like every two minutes just to say, Where are you? Where are you? I don't know, I'll do something interesting (laughs) that I'll I'll send like a bark emoji. Um, (laughs) (laughs) his dog always barks. Um, but anywho. I definitely want to make this as much as possible and get as many views because this is such an amazing show and it's so, it's helped me. Look, I've been here two times and I've learned so much. Um, So I have to get going. But thank you so much, TJ. Thank you so much, Ari. It's been wonderful to be able to talk to you today. And I cannot wait till our next um, video.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. So I just wanted to say thanks to Liam. Liam is um, going to exit. Ari and I are going to probably exit shortly thereafter, um, you know, listen. This is our show, okay? So they they want a they want a podcast. They want a po- They want a podcast. We will get there.
1: You I'm get talking to the brothers about it. We'll see what we can do. They want to be able to make Ben actually talked about wanting to give us like a podcast type thing or a show. So we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna ha- see within what the next two weeks. Here.
0: See listen, but we need those live views to go up and I need some more hearts, okay? Send some hearts, okay? Yes. Yeah. That's to what we're gonna try. Everywhere. We're gonna try
1: to do that. So okay. We, have a great need... evening, everyone. I have to get Bye going. Now. Bye. Bye. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try and, and get something done for you guys because thank you for the hearts. I appreciate that really boosts my self esteem so much. Um uh, but, but thanks for that. We're going to try and get a podcast for you guys. We're, we're, we're doing a lot of different things. So just um, be aware of those things. Artie and I are going to be um, doing some stuff because she and I like to spar a little bit. It's a little, it's a it's lot a little of fun. Bit. to yeah, Just a tiny bit, you know. Um, so th- it's just we're doing a whole bunch of stuff. But listen, here's what we need you to do. We need you to follow if you're not, because if you're not, we know. Um, Make sure you're following. Make sure you're commenting later. Share it with a friend. Send it to somebody. We like to watch, you know, your comments and and different things. But if you really want a podcast, DM Jonah, because he's the guy that I have to push to do things like that. So just do that. And we'll see you. Oh, yes. The rundown is every Friday at 430 Eastern standard time i completely forgot about that because i thought this is what we were doing but that's okay we can do two shows in a week who cares yeah uh, this is know, the
2: longest outro i've ever seen. You know, <laughs> this is the
0: longest one i've ever heard in my entire life but we're gonna go because i've got something else i've got to do today but so thank you thank you all of you and we'll see you next time
2: bye guys